New Zealand on their way to the quarterfinals. The Mariners have turned it around. And Jacob Farrell has put Central Coast in front. Fiji win. They beat Scotland. It will be Fiji that clinch second place and progress to the quarterfinals. Bruce is there. And he wraps up victory for Brighton at home. Valpian. Well, Tedesco the dummy. He scores against Italy. James Tedesco. He has scored in the blue of Italy, and now he scores here for the Kangaroos. They have their third try. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. And welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray. And for our Queensland listeners, um, good morning to you. And we're waking up to Australia winning 66-6 over Italy in the Rugby World Cup. And the Wallabies, 16, have defeated Scotland, 15, at Murrayfield. So a couple of good wins for the Australians here overnight. Of course, two sleeps to go to the Melbourne Cup. We've got a big second hour of the show coming up. Peter Peters will join us very shortly. Peter Moody, the trainer of I Wish I Win, who won the Golden Eagle yesterday. The league super quiz is on. Score check. Uh, Wayne, let us know. Uh, 27-19 that's to it. you. Yeah. Um, Jared Daffy, of course, he's off for a few weeks. Jared, we're, we're thinking of you and wishing you a, a speedy recovery. He's got a few health issues, but we know the great man will be back sooner rather than later. Glenn Munsey will join us in Jared's absence. Phil Moss to talk the world of football for Liverpool supporters overnight. A shock loss at home. 2-1. Leeds have beaten Liverpool and that does really put their their season in a spin. And our talk topic today, Dino's inspired this one. Uh, magic Melbourne Cup moments and plenty of people are chiming in with their great Melbourne Cup memories. Dino. They certainly are. I'll read this one out first. Shane from mm-hmm. Budrum. Mm-hmm. It's a very funny man, Shane. Look, is. Ray is great but I'd probably lean toward Bulldog as I'm more into personality rather than looks. Who's that from? Shane, Shane from Butterham. What are you saying, Shane? He's saying I've got no personality. Well, he's saying I've got no looks. <laughs> so either way, he's having a crack at both of us. Now, what about this one, Ray? This is a bit yeah. cheeky straw from Glen Innes. My favourite Melbourne Cup moments. Mm. Looking at the press photos in the aftermath of the Cup with all the lovely ladies lying around intoxicated on the Flemington lawns. That happens every year. Actually, that reminds me, Dino. A few years ago, Caulfield Cup um, day. I was down there and I was leaving the track and it was freezing cold. Honestly, it was been raining most of the day. There was pools of water everywhere. It was quite dark. I was walking out of the track, going in towards the, the back entrance of the car park where the press car park was. And I could see up ahead two ladies. And women don't wear a lot of a lot of clothes, you know, they dress, they think it's going to be warm weather, it doesn't matter if it's freezing cold, they'll still wear the dress they planned for months. There was these two ladies with virtually very flimsy dresses on. One was lying in this pool of water and the other lady was next to her trying to wake her up and I thought, this is problems here. So as I'm walking towards them, I think, oh, I'll go and help. I hear this lady go, hey mum, please wake up, mum. <laughs> It was tragic. Nothing like a f- beautiful mother-daughter like a 40 moment. Forty-year-old mother, twenty-year-old daughter, and a mother that's collapsed. She'd had too much to drink in the pool of water, which would have been icy cold. This her daughter was no, was she was inebriated too. Isn't that I, a role reversal? No, I, I helped him up and got him to the car, but it was the, it was the funniest thing in the world. And we, we better move on. Plenty to do with this show. Peter Peters is about to join us. Sorb's on the line. Hey, Sorb. Good morning, Australia sixty-six, Italy six. Dino and I haven't watched much of that game. Did you watch it? And what can we? Tell 
take out of that game, particularly having Cleary and DCE both playing? Well, good morning, uh, Ray. Good morning, Bulldog. Just on uh, before we go on that, um, Kiwi 1983, Timmy Cassidy, uh, last past the post the first time, mm. just in front of the ambulance, trained by Snowy Lupton. They went to the went to the Melbourne Cup behind an old um, old bleed up uh, truck that they must have hired here in Australia, um, and uh, it looked like Maren Parkett will take them to the, <laughs> the Melbourne Cup, but. Wow, what a victory. You got the tip that year, didn't you, I think? So you told me the story, yeah. Yes, the turf editor of the Herald Sun, God bless him, the late, great uh, turf uh, editor of of, of the Herald Sun in uh, in Melbourne who grew to be a great mate, yeah. Um, Talking about great mates, I know you've got one on the show a little bit later on um, after nine. um, Talking about great Kiwis... um, Sir Graham Lowe, who is a good mate of Bulldogs, a great mate of mine, um, former coach of uh, Manly, Queensland, Origin, uh, Wigan, New Zealand. Um, I got this text from him around about five minutes ago. I'll read it out because I I know um, he's scheduled to be on the show after nine with you boys. Yep, far away is all if you got it there, yeah. I've had a bit of drama over the last few days. I collapsed during a presentation I was doing on Thursday at the Millennium Hotel on stage in front of 200-plus people. Ambulance then rushed me to look in the hospital, um, quite aside from a, uh, a, a damaged aortic valve. They have found the wiring That's what caused the laps looked like my heart stopped. I had a pacemaker fitted Friday Arvo. Came home yesterday. The plan is now home for a week's rest, then a new valve fitted the week after. The cardiologists and surgeons have been brilliant. They've told me once the new aortic valve is fitted, I'll be better than I have been for years. Following this procedure, which is called a cavity, I'll be fully recovered. Uh, looking forward to catching up soon. So okay. um, yeah. that's yeah. the news on Graham Lowe. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad he's okay. Yeah, Zorb, you're fading out a couple of times here, but we know that Graham's had heart problems over the years, so obviously he's had another episode, but there, there's um, some positive news here by the sounds of it, Zorb. Yeah, let's hope so, and um, hopefully you'll be talking to him after nine. Uh, back to the World Cup. Well, the score's, again, very lopsided, and, and now we've got the minnows out of the way. We can get to the quarterfinals next week. Um, scores this weekend, New Zealand 48, Ireland 10. Ireland did quite well, actually. Uh, 10 tries. Um, Kiwis four goals only in that game. Uh, that's going to be their uh, their problem um, going kicking, into yeah. the quarterfinals and wherever they go from here. Um, no goal kicker like Australia's got, that's for sure. This morning, Australia 66, Italy 6. Biggest surprise in that game is that Italy got six. Um, England, 94-4 over Greece. Um, Fiji, 30. Scotland, 14. So Australia play Lebanon in the quarterfinal for the right to play the winner of New Zealand and Fiji. And England play Papua New Guinea for the right to play the winner of Tonga versus Samoa. So after all this, Saul, it's going to come down to, we would imagine, the big three plus probably Tonga. Exactly what we thought at the start. But I suppose we've got to give the minnows a go, but it hasn't been a, a great success in that that department. 
They're just not growing those all. That's my only concern. Pardon? I say my only concern is, yes, I'm all for giving the minnows a go and trying to boost international rugby league, but they don't seem to be growing as a sport in those nations. So it's not like we're seeing improvement and that would give us encouragement about the future. Well, I don't think you're going to go to Greece and go to the Parthenon and see any kids kicking a rugby league ball. Exactly, exactly. I don't think that's going to happen. Mm. Um, Look, what did I take this weekend? Joey Marno, what a player. He continues to be brilliant in 2023. He's been great. Um, He was a star in in a win over at Gutsy Island. Now, what I took out of this game, Jared Warrior, hard race, 13 minutes into his return, a high shot, which the Irish coach, um, Jed Corcoran, described as a dog shot on one of his young players making his debut. Um, he's got to go before the match review committee. I reckon he'll get at least a week, but he could get more. Um, and I don't know, I don't know why, why Jared wastes his energy um, in a game like that against a young player. Um, it just seemed to be in, built into him. Great player, great bloke, but gee, sometimes he, he, he goes over the edge, doesn't he? Mm. Um, the Australian coach, Mel Meninga, has gone above and beyond to seemingly give uh, the Queensland captain, Daly Perry Evans, a fair crack at the halfback spot for the vital games ahead in the World Cup. Now, Cameron Munster got a rest while DC and Nathan Cleary played half 5-8 against Italy. I don't think it proved much, except that both are very, very um, outstanding uh, footballers. They're brilliant players. Uh, but Cleary will be the halfback and Munster the 5-8 when the World Cup gets serious. There was never any doubt it would happen. And if both players, you know, that's providing both players were fit. The DCE versus Nathan Cleary duel was, I reckon, all for show and fairness. The outcome, I reckon, was decided long ago. I'm amazed um, how many people have fallen for the sham. And even... <laughs> Today, after the game, both players were interviewed and both said the right thing and everything's going hunky-dory, but I reckon it's just been a connect. Yeah, no, I think he's got the halfback spot, Nathan Cleary. What, one player who has had a fantastic season and he's bringing that form onto this kangaroo tour at the World Cup and he's still young, he's a really good talent, uh, Campbell Graham. What, what have you made of his um, development as a player this year and what will this World Cup experience do to him, say, in 2023 and beyond for the Rabbits? Well, I reckon he's a star. Mm. Uh, and South's going to benefit from Campbell Graham's World Cup experience. Um, you know, the young Rabbitoh improves with every appearance in the green and gold. While centre is his specialty, he can play most positions in the back line with ease and probably could even be a back rower if he wanted to be. He's big, strong and fast. Um, I, I mean, he's just 23. He's 197 centimetres, which is six foot six in the old terms. He's already played 106 games for South Sydney. He debuted while at school at Marcellin College at Ramwick. He's a genuine all-round player. He's just mm. a player. Good player. The sky's the limit, I reckon, for him. I, I'm, I'm so impressed with him every time he plays. And um, He's been good on tour whenever he's got the opportunity. He might be a smoky off the bench for Australia. He can he can just fill in anywhere. I mm. I love his form over there. I, I want to put a question mark on Latrell Mitchell, by his standards. And I know he's playing okay and well, but it's quiet by his own standards. He doesn't seem to be the flash player willing to try things that he doesn't. 
He gives me the impression that he'd rather be a Tyree on his farm. I was just about to say the same thing, Zorb. I think he's committed. He's passionate about his country. He loves pulling on that jumper. But Latrell for six weeks in the north of England, if you offered him that or a chance to go on the farm up near Tyree, he's gone to England because Mal coerced him, but I reckon his heart's probably elsewhere. Yeah, I think you're right, Bulldog. It's, um, it's, uh, it's just, he's just one of those players that needs to be in a comfortable environment to be happy to show his best. I mean, he, he looks like he wants to fit into the team and he's fitting into the team, but he likes to be the big show, doesn't he? Now, Zorb, I know you love a bet. Have you got anything for us for the big dance in Melbourne Cup? No, oh, I'm going with um, my mate Ray. Ray Thomas, he tipped me the uh, the favourite a few few weeks back. It's going to be shorter now, but uh, I'm going to go with Doval Legend in the in the cup. Um, so that'll do me. Mm. I've changed my tip actually. So I've oh, got yeah, I've, I've, I've got. <laughs> he didn't tell you that, did he? Yeah, no, I, um, I've gone Montefilia over Doval Legend, Knights Order, and Stockman. Um, a couple of reasons. I think the Mayor's Caulfield Cup run was awesome. I think she's had the perfect prep. Doville Legends never been exposed to such a big field, never raced at Group 1 level. He's short enough in betting now, Zorb, so uh, I've just changed. I've gone Montefilia from Doville Legend. Knight's order will lead for a long way, and Stockman was great yesterday. You know what? I love that. Ray told me a tip. I'm going with it. And Ray said, <laughs> no, no, no gonna, I've changed my tip. He's the favourite in the cup. He's going to be very hard to beat Doville uh, Legends. God I love go you. with him every year, and, and I, I listen to Ray Thomas and Ron Duffersey. They're my two gurus. And I, I divide up their, their selections, and normally I go, okay, I'm an exotic punter. I go first fours, trifectas, and have a bit of fun. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, boys, I millions of dollars worth of travel free to sign with other clubs from Tuesday. And wow, some of the big names include Brian Tuho, Steve Crichton, Liam Martin, Thomas Wegler, Matt Burton, Mitch Moses, Dylan Brown, David Fafita and a host of others. Uh, Souths have locked in their big three, according to reports today. Latrell Mitchell, Cody Walker and Damian Cook will stay, while Manly have extended Reuben Garrick for another four seasons to fend off a challenge from Newcastle. So what's happening there? Tim Sheens has got some West Tigers fans jumping by making no moves yet on his halves trio of Luke Brooks, Adam Dewey and Jackson Hastings, who all complete contracts for the West Tigers uh, at the end of next season. Sheens isn't giving up on bringing Mitchell Moses home. Mm. I, I don't think he'll go. Zorb, I think what you're saying spot on, and they want him, and I kind of admire Sheens' approach to, you know, let's have a crack at the big fish. Let's not just settle for the mediocre players. But in the Mitchell Moses case, I spoke to some people at Parramatta. They've got, you know, I don't think they're being cocky, Zorb, but they've got no concerns at all about Mitchell leaving. No. No, well, I agree with but that. But I, I like I that attitude, though, Zool. But, you know, let's have a, quick, a, a crack at the top. Go for the big fish. Talking about big fish, um, the Cowboys have landed a really big one in terms of size. But I question the return to Townsville on the, uh, on the, on, for the on-the-rise Cowboys for the veteran prop, James Tarmel. I think he's had a very ordinary couple of seasons with the West Tigers as captain, given good service to Penrith before that. Um, but he struggled big time at the West Tigers as captain for the past two seasons. He's hardly led from the front. Front rowers all have a use-by date, and I'll be surprised if we see much of James Talmo in the Cowboys' vigorous mobile pack next season. 
Thank you, Zorba, as always, for the, your insight and your experience, champion. Good luck on Tuesday. Okay, boys, have a good one, and good luck to you and all of the punters out there listening. See you, pal. Good morning, There's Peter Peters joining us, as always. Plenty of people want to have their say on um, anything to do with sport. Adrian's on the line, Dino. Adrian, good morning. Yeah, g'day, guys. Um, look, Joey Manu, I said about a fortnight ago, he's the best player in the world, and the world, what's happening, what he's done in the World Cup's only confirmed that. If Joey Manu plays fullback for six months, he'll be the best fullback in the world in the game. If he plays, he's already the best centre. If he plays 5'8", he'll challenge months to be the best six in the game. He is unbelievable. Where would you play him, Adrian? Oh, mate. I'm, James Tedesco's a sensational footballer. But you look at Joey Manu. He's bigger. He's stronger. He's faster. He's more versatile. And he's four years younger. Tedesco is still a kangaroo's captain, though. But I'm, Yeah, but the thing with it, that's the thing. He's got to be playing fullback. And if I'm another club, I'm selling the club to play him at fullback. He should be on 1.2 million. He is the best player in the world. Yeah, look, I'm not going to argue how good Joey Manu is. Whether he's the best player in the world is always a, a debate. You've got mm. plenty out there, and your Nathan Cleary's, etc. But, yeah, look, no argument from me what he's what, worth. I can what, say it's a million bucks. Where would you Well, I'd play him at fullback at another club. But if he's at the Roosters, yeah. I don't think... You've also... You've also got to be respectful to great players. Right? You mm. can't just say to James Tedesco, well, you're not fullback anymore. Yeah. He's still the Kangaroos captain and the New South Wales captain. Would you play him at six? Potentially. I know you've got two great halves here. Potentially. I, look, I, I think he's playing wonderful football in the centres, mate. I don't see why everyone has this theory that we've got to move him. Yeah. He's playing great at centre. Leave him at centre. Yeah. The racing identities on the line wants to talk our talk topic. Good Sounds morning, intriguing. racing identity. Good morning. How are you, fellas? Terrific. What do you got for us, mate? Well, I had a real omen tip on Friday, yeah. uh, which I put out there. I said, I wish I win on Saturday. And uh, I've had 500 each way. Oh, you star. <laughs> so I'm saying I will win on Melbourne Cup Day. And what are you backing here? Yeah. Okay, look, I think it's time that uh, uh, the Cummings won a uh, Melbourne Cup again, and that's uh, Ed Cummings with... Uh, a horse number Jewish, yeah, Jewish, yeah, Jewish, yeah. With uh, Bowman riding now, these Bowman was unlucky not to win that big race yesterday. Exactly. You know, if he wins on Tuesday on Jewish, it'll be his one hundredth Group One winner in Australia. Only the third jockey to achieve that yeah. feat in Australian Group One. So, after Damien Oliver and George Moore, so bit of synergy there if he wins it in the yeah. Cup. Now, I also uh, there. I my numbers are. Two eight one twelve six. That's Durius to defeat the favourite, yep. the little legend, and the Gay Waterhouse train. Hey, don't worry about uh, Knight's order. I think he's had his time. Mm. But hey, have a look at number twelve. Who ya Mel? Yep, ran second in the Epsom Derby or English Derby yeah, this year. Williams rides that one, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, also the other horse there without. Uh, Without a flight. Without a fight, yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. So there you go. All right. Uh, well, you're a man in form racing identity, so hopefully um, you'll keep that winning role going. Doug's on the line. Doug, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Terrific. Doug, what do you got for us, mate? I've I, I backed uh, Kinson down because Malcolm Johnson told me to do it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> good enough for me, too. King, yeah, nice. he's a good, 
he was a good jockey too, Malcolm, but he wouldn't tell me too much what goes on with the jockeys. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good man, Mal, and I think a lot of people are still thinking. Mal still gets pulled up in the street by people 40 years on. What were you doing on Kingston Town? And he, it's, he said, has any horse that runs second ever been remembered for so long? It's amazing, isn't it? I guess jockeys get linked to certain horses, don't yeah, they? Like 100%. Hugh Bowman will yeah. always be linked to Winks. Uh, another mm. one, uh, uh, Luke Nolan. And Black Caviar, yeah. Black Caviar, 100%. Mal Johnson with Kingston Town. Jimmy Pike with Farlap. There you go. Right through, yeah. 100%. No matter what they do, yep. they'll always get linked back to that one horse, don't they? At least he's famous for something. Correct. A great man, Miracle Mal. Correct. Hey, Daniel, we better take a break. Listen to the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Everest winning trainer Clayton Douglas. I was working for Pat Mike Potter at the time. Pat, he was a superstar jock in his right. Used to ride reckless. Won a Corfu Cup on Analyte. And he was a big mentor of mine. Life taught me how to ride and taught me the fundamentals of being a jockey as such. And had that discussion with the parents that I wanted to be a jockey, but looked like I was going to get too big. We decided just to have a go at the picnics at the start. 11 a.m. Monday on Racing HQ. There's a new place to get it all on tap this spring. And it's in your pocket. The new Tab app has live racing. Touchdowns. Downtowns. The beautiful game. Australia's biggest game. Our other biggest game. A bit of this. This. Oh, come on, ref. And this. For sport and racing on Tab, download the new Tab app. Gamble responsibly. Gambler's help, 1-800-858-858. Thanks, I'm down here with David Warner. Dave, what would you say to people who risk missing their cricket match because they haven't signed up to KO? Uh, sign up to KO? Okay. David Warner says, sign up to KO. KO Sports. Watch all your team's matches. It doesn't have to cost the earth to end a share in a racehorse. Patriot Bloodstock offers an affordable, entry-level price point for racehorse ownership with fixed-price training fees. We love first-time owners and putters clubs. Or get your friends together and start a syndicate. A Brave Smash filly, fully broken, is available now from a Dan that's produced five foals to race, all winners. She ticks all the boxes. Check out what's available at patriotbloodstock.com.au. Patriot Bloodstock, an authorised representative of Stable Connect. AF licence 33696. And now for the most exciting two minutes in sports. The very best of US racing seven days a week. Looking at Lee, can't catch always dreaming, who's the 143rd winner of the Kentucky Derby. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. Starting to power into the race and quickly I wish I win at the 200 metres. A shot to the front. Gypsy Goddess along the rails. Fangirl late on the scene. I wish I win in front. Here's Fangirl the outside. Fangirl goes to I wish I win who kicked and won. I wish I win just from Fangirl and Gypsy Goddess in a great finish. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray. That was I Wish I Win, holding off fangirl and a thrilling finish to the Golden Eagle yesterday. Trainer Peter Moody is on the line. Pete, good morning. Congratulations. Terrific scenes at Rose Hill yesterday. That, that was some race, Pete. Yeah, no, it was, Ray, and uh, thanks very much. Uh, yeah, no, it was special. Mm. Um, it's sort of different, uh, I've got to say. Luke and I were discussing it on the way home you know, it's our biggest ever payday, you know, new race, and uh, as thrilling as it feels and everything, it sort of just has that little different feel being mm. a new race, I suppose. Yeah. Like, it's not one of the old classics. It's, uh, 
not a time honoured, but uh, well, crikey, it's a big payday. <laughs> exactly. What about you? I love what you were saying after the race, and there's a lot of debate about it, and everyone's got an opinion. Everyone's entitled an opinion. I know that, but. Carnival clashes happen right through the year. The autumn starts the same time. The spring starts yep. the same time, Sydney and Melbourne. But what this is doing, though, is the, the competition is driving this industry. It's so robust now. The prize money is the envy of the world. And you made mention yesterday, everyone has got a chance now, from the, the school teacher in Hobart to the plumber in Townsville, I think you said, everyone's got a chance to potentially race for this huge prize money. And a and a potential probably for the first time in history to have a return on investment. Mm, mm. You know the old saying in racing used to be the best way to make a small fortune start with a large one. <laughs> and, and 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 undoubtedly that was correct for you know hundreds of years. Mm. But now the way racing's going, and, and we've got to be careful. We don't want to be known as an elitist, you know, mm. wealthy sport. Um, when sometimes some parts of the country are struggling in that. But yesterday, the way they involved the charities, mm. that's great. And, and to see the smile on the face of those people from muscular dystrophy, yep. mm. um, they got a half a million in their pocket yesterday. And, and to see how wrapped they were and talking to the young girls that really had no interest or no idea in racing. And, and, and I had a great chat to them about 10 minutes after the race, and that was more thrill than winning the race mm. in saying, you know, we are a wonderful sport. We are a wonderful industry. We're a very sharing and caring lot of people. I said it might look big with the prize money, but... We're always the first to step up to the plate when someone needs a hand, whether it's in our industry or outside it. We get a lot of free kicks against us because we're a gaming industry and and those things. But uh, when you see the smile on those people's faces yesterday and the acknowledgement of our sport and our industry, that really makes it worthwhile. You know, well said, Pete. Hey, Pete, just on the horse, I wish I win. Um, he came across to you from New Zealand. I think your comment to me yesterday was we thought he might win a couple of nice country cups over the mile around Victoria, but you never know where the racehorse to You never know where that ceiling is. Well, you never know where the bottom is and that two- to three-year-old gap and then that three- to four-year-old gap, how they improve and how they develop and form around some very nice horses in New Zealand. And, you know, Mark Chittix sort of, you know, suggested to me you should get involved with this horse because, uh, you know, when you look at our country cup circuit down here like yours up there, mm -hmm. You know, they're all of sort of 100, 200, 300,000. And Mark and I having a chat late last night, very late for him, yeah. and not too start late for me. You know, yesterday he would have been running in a $40,000 handicap at, at Matter Matter, uh, that type of thing. Mm. Um, and, and there he is, winning a 10 million at Rose Hill. So, uh, you know, congratulations for them, for the foresight, and, and hoping that we could win one of those country cups. And they've uh, ended up with a dream uh, yeah. in winning the Golden Eagle. Mm. Uh, Peter, you mentioned previously loyalty can be a rare commodity in racing, but you and Luke Nolan, you go back so far and you've mm. had such great times, good, bad. You've got such a strong bond. Yeah, well, we've both had plenty of splinters in the arse through our careers. Um, but, uh, you know, we've had nearly 900 wins together and that doesn't happen by mistake. And, and it doesn't happen by lack of ability on either our behalves. It's, uh, you've got to roll with the punches and... And you've got to ride out the bad times. And, and there is some bad times. And you struggle. And uh, you struggle to sell my worth to clients. I struggle to sell Luke's worth to clients. Uh, at the end of the day, I think when people appreciate the success that we've enjoyed together for a lot of different clients, a lot of different connections, mm. 
the end of the day, they realised that we really work together. And if people place horses in my stables, they know Luke Nolan is going to be the jockey that I go to to get the job done when the conditions suit. Mm. And he's the first bloke to put his hand up and say, hey, put Jay Carr on this or put a three-kilo apprentice on this or we'll try something different. It's not working for me. This horse and I aren't clicking. And that's why we've had so much success with Luke and even without Luke, and it's usually on his advice. So very important for me. And, uh, and I think he's riding in the peak of his form. This spring, uh, I, I haven't seen him look as hungry and as fit uh, for probably a decade. I'm talking back pre-Black Caviar days, um, mm. which is really pleasing for me and really pleasing for my stable and clients. Yeah, there's no ego there with Luke, is there, Pete? He just goes about his business and just gets well, he it done. Sell, he, yeah. he doesn't sell himself, Ray, and, mm. and that's him. He, he's a laid-back country boy, a bit like myself, and... And certainly probably not as vocal as myself. You know, he went to Rose Hill yesterday and I think he had one ride in the Eagle and that was after the race. Like, mm. I respect the fact that there's a lot of great riders in Sydney and people usually have their usual connections. But you looked at some of the races and think, well, there's Al Nolan sitting in the room there. A bloke that's ridden mm. 30 or 40 Group 1 winners and multiple premierships. And, uh, uh, you know, watching riders that haven't got his experience or mm. his nous or his ability going around. But I respect those people for being loyal to their own as well. But... You know, yeah. there's no reason why that bloke shouldn't go to every Group 1 meeting in Australia and uh, have a handful of rides like all the others. Because, mm. you know, he doesn't have the fanfare, uh, doesn't have the flair, full stop, of, of our headline riders. But, uh, by God, he gets the job done well and uh, he'll put his heart and soul on the line for you every time. Yeah, he certainly does. Hey, Pete, just quickly, um, I wish I win. Where to next? And have you had a th- chance at all to think about 2023 with this horse? Well, no, not really. Um, God, I reckon he'd be explosive down the Flemington Strait. Um, could he be a new market horse? Uh, I don't know. Could he be a Cox Plate horse? I, I, I don't know. But we know he's going to go very good at seven furlongs or a mile. <coughs> so uh, do I bring him back in time for a new market first up or something like that? I, I, that's a little inkling in the back of my mind. Uh, maybe there in an all-star mile and a Doncast or something like that. Or, or you know where my heart lies in Queensland, even though I haven't lived there for three yeah. decades. Uh, God, he'd be a cracking show, of course. Well, but now yeah. <laughs> he, he, he puts these wins together. And the Stradbrokes nearly become the toughest handicap in the country to win these mm. days. You've only got to look at the form out of it this year. And uh, we saw a brilliant example yesterday uh, there at Rose Hill, Private Eye and a few others. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of options. There's a lot of great prize money between, you know, every state in Australia, not just yeah. New South Wales and Victoria. So, uh, and he's a gelding and he's sound. He started life with a very, very bent leg. And congratulations to Waikato on the team. They let nature take its course. They didn't go putting screws and bridges and bloody strips mm. and everything on them that we all do. And I'm as guilty as anyone as a breeder. Uh, they let nature take its course. This horse has mended and corrected himself and it doesn't always happen, but he's bone hardened and he's very sound. So there's no reason why he can't race for another two or three seasons and, and, and be a private eye or an Eduardo or yeah. a nature strip type horse. I'm not putting him in their category. Don't get me wrong there, but the longevity, if you look after these geldings, uh, it's, you know, it's there for a long, long time with these great prize money races. Now, there was no champagne last night, Peter. I saw, like all good Queenslanders, you took <laughs> to celebrations with a good old forex. Yeah, well, my family had a big day down at Derby Day here. I didn't tell them until two weeks ago that I wasn't going to be there and I wasn't going to have a runner. <laughs> so the girls had all planned Derby Day, and I rang them when I got off the plane, and they were having a great evening in the city, and I thought, there's no being the last one arriving to the party at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> so I came home and sat on the back balcony with the dogs uh, and 
three or four big bottles of 4X Gold and I don't have to kid myself there. I'm, I'm that grateful for Castle Hill United or Wine Nathan for the sponsorship <laughs> of the Eagle. Um, I'd probably be their biggest consumer in Victoria, but I just sat there quietly on my own and I tried to answer as many of the messages as I can. And thanks very much for the well wishes out there. And uh, yeah, bowled into bed about midnight after a few beers and... Uh, there's not a lot of life in my house this morning, I've got to say. Even <laughs> even daughters and and uh, g- girlfriends and people that I don't even know who live here are <laughs> sleep in my house at the moment. I'm just about finished the feed run, so I think I'm going to be a lot better off for it. Yeah, trainers just don't sleep, do they, Pete? Hey, look, Pete, <laughs> congratulations so much on yesterday. It was it was um, terrific scenes post-race. Um, yeah. Best of luck for the rest of the carnival, and thanks for coming on on a Sunday morning. Yeah, no, thanks very much, team. And uh, once again, congratulations to Racing New South Wales and the ATC. That was a great thing yesterday. And you won't see much more of me in the spring. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm out of bullets now. <laughs> I, uh, I fired my last salvo yesterday, and uh, it was a good way to go out. But let's hope they have a great cup week down here at Flemington. Uh, yeah. Really look forward to seeing it. And uh, congratulations, best wishes, and uh, hopefully uh, safety to all concerned. Good on you. Thanks so much, Pete. There's Peter Moody, trainer of I Wish I Win, and uh, he makes he just speaks common sense, doesn't he, Dino, when he talks. Hey, Dino, it's quiz time, so call now, 13.53.53. That's 13.53.53 to be part of the League Super Quiz. Hunter's Postmortem with Dave Stanley. When you look at their stallions they've had, he would be one of their most important stallions ever. He ticks every box. Ron Duffersey. Jake Mumman might want him in his backyard. He might be his, first, <laughs> his personal stallion. Dean Lester. I think Dubai's the first port of call, maybe. 1,800 metre turf race there. The Shake would get to see him very much in his home patch there. Hunter's Postmortem. Monday, 9am, Racing HQ. Mum, what would you say about a bonus Woolworths supermarket e-gift card worth up to $400 on selected kitchen and laundry appliances at Bingley? Can you say it again? No. It's a great deal. You say it. A bonus Woolworths supermarket? Yep. E-gift card? Yep. Worth up to $400? Yep. Can I have a rest? On selected kitchen and laundry appliances at Bingley. It's a great deal of worth. Bingley. Better living every day. Introducing the Kia Cars of the Year. The Kia Cars of the Year. The fully electric Kia EV6. The Wheels Car of the Year. And the Drive Car of the Year. The Kia Sportage. To pick your side in this sibling rivalry, visit kia.com.au. Kia. Movement that inspires. There's a new place to get it all on tap this spring, and it's in your pocket. The new Tab app has live racing, touchdowns, downtowns, the beautiful game, Australia's biggest game, our other biggest game. A bit of this, this, oh, come on, ref. And this. For sport and racing on tap, download the new Tab app. Gamble responsibly. Gambler's help, 1-800-858-858. Deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin and a filling of 100% lean Aussie beef. Yes, I'm talking about Galo's pies, the only pies you should be putting on your plate. Galo's pies are simply bursting with flavour and there's heaps of flavours to choose from. Here's a thought. Take night off from cooking and grab a couple of Galo family pies for the whole crew. That'd be good on uh, mm, Melbourne, Melbourne Cup. Cup Day. Night, you mean? Yeah. After you've come home from the races when you've had... Yeah. Your beers. You're not get out to uh, now. Ramwick, then get home and yeah. 
Get a couple Just of get a cab. Pies. Get a cab there and back. Now they are available in all Coles and Woolworths stores. And remember, we are located in the chilled meals section. If you can't find us, ask for Garlow's Pies by name. Garlow's Pies, they're thin on pastry, but they're big on meat. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Yeah, that was Zimbabwe upsetting Pakistan by one run. There's been a couple of thrills in this T20 World Cup so far, but you're a bit disenchanted by it. Oh, you? not so much disenchanted, Ray. I'm just finding that uh, the rain is stopping any momentum and mm. whatever interest I seem to generate gets halted. Okay. Stay and with the, it, Dino. And the fact we lost. Game I know, one. yeah, I know. Stay with it, Dino. <laughs> hey, we've got a $100 cash we card do. courtesy of Tab to give away the league super quiz. Producer Steve in studio for the coin toss. Heads, please, Steve. Here we go. It's come down heads. Ray, I'll let you open the batting. Oh, okay. I'll I like to chase ball. down the runs. Okay, here we go. I think we've got Dave on the line. Dave, good morning. How you going? Yeah, you feeling confident, Dave? We'll see. We'll give it our best <laughs> shot. Here we go. How many countries complete up? Oh, so I'll start that one again. Sorry, Dave. How many countries competed in the first Rugby League World Cup in 1954? Four. Well done. Spot on, Dave. Question number two. This one's multiple choice. How many tries did Australia's Campbell Graham score in their win over Scotland last weekend? A, was it one? Two, a B, two, C, three. B. He actually scored three tries. It was C, so bad luck, but that's okay. And question number three, also multiple choice, Dave. Who will host the next Rugby League World Cup in 2025? A, Australia. B, France. C, USA. France. France, well done. Good score, Dave, too. Stay on the line. Over to you, Dino. Hey, Kevin, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you, pal? Oh, good that I've got you. I know. Listen very carefully, Kevin. We've got to chase down two, though, to tie. So let's rip in, mate. What was the score? Question number one. What was the score in Australia's win against Scotland? Um, 96-6. No, it was similar. The stab in the dark, yeah. yeah it was 84 year. nil, Kevin. 84 no, it's actually staying your mind, either those Not blowout really. scores. No, no. Question number two, Kevin. Where was this morning's kangaroo, Kangaroos match against Italy played? Was it A, Totally Wicked Stadium, B, Bramall Lane, or C, Kingston Park? Oh, I'll say Kingston Park. No, it wasn't. It was totally wicked stadium, which, which is where in St Helens. Okay, yeah. thank you very much. So that's it. Game over. Yep. Bad luck, Kevin. Back to Dave. Dave, you there? Yeah, yeah, congratulations, mate. You have won today. That's a hundred dollar cash card courtesy of Tab. So, Dave, stay on the line. We'll get all your details and we'll get that cash card out to you asap. I think that makes it. Oh, it makes it just embarrassing. Twenty-eight nine. What it makes it. Um, well, I'm uh, done. Producer Steve I'm said walking. game over. I've we, quit. We've got to count how many weeks is left. So that's um that's a nine win lead, is it? Nine. Yeah, well, we nine we, we go through till virtually Christmas, don't mm-hmm. we? Last Sunday before Christmas. So we've only got eight to go. I mean, fr- I can't lose. Can't lose. Go, you good thing. Can't lose. Glenn Munsey's on the line. Muns, good morning. 
Good morning to you, Ray, and good morning to Dean. Good morning to all the listeners and another sparkling day here yeah. in Sydney. How good is it to finally see the... And to go on a good four yesterday for the first time, and I would have been January, I reckon, since we last had a good four on a Saturday. It was great racing yesterday. Hey, um, Munns, plenty of sport to watch today. We'll start off with the basketball. By the way, last night the Kings game was unbelievable. They got a buzzer-beating three-pointer right at the death, and... Um, to win 106-103. Loving the basketball. Some games to watch this afternoon too, months. Yeah, and games to watch uh, coming up in around about half an hour, Ray. NBA, first of seven matches begin at 10 past nine of the, this morning. And remember, you can watch all of the NBA action via your tab app. Uh, then we've got uh, NBL this afternoon at 2 o'clock. New Zealand 167 up against the Tassie Jack Jumpers at 2.20. 4 o'clock, the South East Melbourne Magic 185 against the 36ers at 195. So that's your basketball. Now, baseball fans, speaking mm. about the Tab app, you can watch the baseball on your Tab app as well. And it's Game 2 of the World Series today at 11 o'clock. It's the Houston Astros up against the Philadelphia Phillies. The Astros here 170, Philly at 220. Now, Philly won game one, uh, 6-5. I think that was yesterday. They were down 5-0, months. Astros led 5-0, and the Phillies wore them down 6-5. Trying a goal. Mm. Get (laughs) home. Kicked it from the sideline. Um, And Philly are 175 favourites to take the World Series there. Houston at $2.10. Coming up at 11 o'clock this morning also is uh, race number two of the, uh, the V8, uh, the motorsport, the Gold Coast 500 on the Gold Coast there. Uh, Shane Van Gisbergen, the $1.70 favourite there over Cameron Waters at five fifty. Will Davison is at $6. Chaz Mostert and Dave Reynolds at 7 a pair. And Anton Di Pasquale is a $9 chance. If you just want to back Ford versus Holden, Ford at two twenty. Holden 161. And speaking of the Gold Coast... Of course, the reason I'm here is our good mate Jared Daffy on the Gold mm, Coast is mm. currently laid up in hospital. Uh, Jared's had some health issues over the last few months, but uh, the big fella, he'll bounce back. Don't you worry about that. He's too good. And he is, and Dino will back me up mm. here, he is the absolute doyen of sports betting in this country. He, he certainly is. He ran a long time, the great man. So and the dawn yeah. of life advice. Yes, yeah. yeah, well, I can't give you any. No, I, I wouldn't come to you months. I've got to be honest. Far too many issues, but I can tell you, Bulldog. I know someone else that'll be going to Ramwick. They won't be drinking lemonade on Tuesday, but they will be drinking soft drink. Who? Muns. He's working. Me. You. He's working. Yes. So if I do have a few beers, I could probably torment you. Well, you can do that without having a few. Yeah, that's beers. true. Yes, no, but I'll be drinking Pepsi Max there on Tuesday. But I was going to say I could come up yeah, and sort of rub your hair, but I wouldn't be able to do that. You can, you can come in. You can feel free to come into the bunker there. Uh, do you know it's a much more pleasant horse, bunker yeah. than the NRL one? I can guarantee you that, and we don't make <laughs> as many mistakes. <laughs> hey, Munz, what about cricket? Yeah. yeah, cricket, of course. Uh, we've got the T20 World Cup continuing today. Two o'clock, the Bangers and Mash up against Zimbabwe. The Bangers there, 162, Zimbabwe, 230. Six o'clock, the Netherlands, $8.50 outsiders to Pakistan at seven. Ten o'clock tonight, this will be the biggie. India, 155 against South Africa mm, at 245. Time. The Aussies play the Giant Killers Island courtesy of Duckworth and Lewis. Uh, tomorrow, the Aussies there, $1.06. Ireland at $9. India favourites 
to take the World Cup at three fifty over England at four dollars and Australia at four fifty. Women's Big Bash League this afternoon at three o'clock. The Melbourne Renegades outsiders to the Sydney Sixers, and tomorrow the Sydney Thunder slight favourites over the Melbourne Stars. We've got netball tonight. I've um, nearly forgot this one. Netty tonight. It's game two of the series Australia and England. Of course, Australia Donnell Wallam scored that uh, goal right on the buzzer there in Newcastle the other night to get the Diamonds home 55-54 over mm. the Roses. Great scenes there, wouldn't he? So oh, was it? What? Mm. Uh, of course, that was uh, Australia 150 this afternoon. England 255. Three and a half the line there. 108 and a half the over-under. A-League soccer. Adelaide and Perth at three o'clock. Melbourne victory and Wellington at five o'clock and English Premier League tonight. And then we can oh, we can't really rest up, no. Ray, because yep. go- Goldman Cups today. Yep. And we've got the big dance on Tuesday, but this Goldman Cup race is an eligibility race for next, next year's yep. big dance. And well, funny enough, Al Mahaha, who won mm. the Goldman Cup last year, is in the big dance on Tuesday. Correct. Yeah. And uh, goes first up into it. Spoke to Tash Burley late last week and uh it's got the horse bored enough to run really well and uh, two-time Golden Cup winner, Al Mahaha. Yeah, it's a very, very compact market in the Cup. Mm. Oscar Zulu, 420 favourite over Blazer Trail at 440. Cold Crusher and Flying Crazy, five a pair. Baby Rider and Mensa Missile, 850 a pair. From the Bush at 950 and $34 and longer the rest. Then on Tuesday, we're at Royal Ramwick for the Big Dance, the Little Dance. And it's basically, uh, it's got a very, very big country flavour. There on Tuesday, because five of the ten races are for country or provincial trained horses only. Uh, I can't remember a program as deep as mm. what there will be uh, at Ramwick yeah. on Saturday. And, of course, the Melbourne Cup at uh, Flemington on Tuesday, day two of the carnival there. And uh, an imported galloper is at the top of the Melbourne Cup market, Dover Legend, the only runner in single figures for the Cup mm. on Tuesday. At three seventy, surely Gold can't trip. start any shorter, Glenn. Surely well, can't think start so. any you shorter. He's rock so, bottom right? odds now. Yeah. Um, here's a trivia question for people: When was the last top weight in the Melbourne Cup who had only won one race going into the Melbourne Cup? And that happens to on Tuesday. Gold Trip as the winner mm. of only one race in its life. Good call. It's top weight for the Melbourne Cup. It's second pick with Montefiore and without a fight, all at eleven dollars. And then Realm of Flowers with a bit of SF. At $14 is the next pick there. So anything else, uh, check it out, of course, via the Tab app, tab.com.au, your local Tab, Pub Tab, Club Tab. And good luck to everyone investing on anything that they're doing, including the couple on Tuesday. There are a couple of big Calcuttas today, one at the St. George Masonic Club at Mortdale. Dave Stanley will be a host there. I think Greg Gradley's doing one, resurrected the one at South Juniors. Uh, It's back on the cards there after COVID uh, set it away. But uh, good luck to everyone, and I I do hope you're back a winner. Good on you, Glenn. No, Jared Daffy, but that was solid. That's good effort, wasn't it? Solid months. Thank you, Dino. Six out of ten. Can of uh, Schweppes uh, sparkle like a lark lemonade for you on. Uh, I will see you Tuesday, champion. Yeah. And guess and just remember, Bulldog, I get them for nothing at the races, so you don't have to. Yeah, do well, do you think I'll be paying? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a first. Yeah, exactly. Would be a first. Hey, good on you, Glenn. We'll see you Tuesday, and we'll talk next Sunday, mate. See you guys, see you, mate. There's Glenn Munsey filling in for Jared Daffin once again. Jared, if you're listening, our thoughts are with you, and wishing you a speedy recovery. Phil Moss is on the line. Mossy, good morning, and. Calamitous scenes at Anfield this morning, Mossy. Leeds 2, Liverpool 1. One of the goals, it was schoolboy stuff. What the hell was the defence doing, Mossy? Good morning.
Good morning, Ray. Uh, morning to everyone. Yes, uh, what can I say, Ray? I, I thought about you, actually. Mm. <laughs> I know you've, you've got one and a half uh, feet in the Liverpool camp, but half a foot in the Leeds camp, mm. so... Uh, at least there's a bit of consolation for you, but um, yeah, look, it's uh, it's not good. It's uh, it's testing times at, at Anfield. Um, with all due respect to, to Leeds fans, that is not a game that you would expect Liverpool to drop points at home. Yeah. Um, and you're right, Clamatus defending for the for the first goal, um, and just real concerns over the mindset um, at Liverpool. I'm, I'm hearing, you know, obviously calls for Klopp's head and, and things like that. It's, it's ridiculous. I think the, the, the question is, will Klopp decide that his time's up and, and walk away? I, I can't see the club sacking him at all. And I think one of the one of the ingredients to that question will be, potentially be the German national team job after this World Cup and whether uh, whether he wants to um, tackle a national team job. I'm, I'm sure Germany would, um, would be more than happy to sit down with him. I, I hope he doesn't go anywhere because <clears throat> I would love to see how a manager of his standing in a world game fixes this mm. um, what does he do in January around the transfer window what does he do post-season the, the title's gone I think we, we can comfortably say that now um, but um, yeah it'll be interesting to see what, what happens from here and if he does say um, which I genuinely hope he does what, what does he do to fix it because uh, there's a good lesson in management there for everyone mm. as well uh, Mossy Chelsea humbled yeah, at Brighton this is huge Yes, uh, believe it or not, Bulldog, Chelsea scored two goals for Brighton as well, uh, two own goals in this one. Um, Chelsea just never at the races, uh, and, and full credit to Brighton, and I, and I probably should say full credit to Leeds as well for going to Anfield and getting those points there. We, we talk about Liverpool and how disappointing they are. Um, Leeds went there and um, and they faced it um, and, and lent in and, and got the results, so good, good on you, Leeds. Um, and the same thing with Brighton at home. They were um, they were fantastic. Crossroad got them off the mark in the fifth minute. And as I said, Chelsea, uh, Loftus-Cheek and Shalabar, uh, which threw uh, own goals um, and Gross with a 92nd minute um, win just to put the icing on the cake. Um, but yeah, not uh, not good signs for Chelsea. I mean, no, no alarm bells, but um, certainly not good when you go uh, mm. away and get humbled like that. But certainly... Um, Roberto uh, Servi um, has really kept the uh, the ship sailing in the, the same direction as Graham Potter had um, them in the first place. Exactly, yeah. Um, Tottenham got uh, all points away. They uh, beat Bournemouth 3-2 at Bournemouth and Newcastle for Aston Villa nil. That's right. Well, scenes at Bournemouth, first of all, with Spurs getting that, um, that late, late, late winner uh, in the 92nd minute uh, in injury time, Ben Tanker. Um, with a, a fantastically taken goal from a corner. Um, showed real composure to get that uh, so late. Um, big, big three points there, given the circumstances for Spurs. And Newcastle, it's happy times on Tyneside. Um, the fans are absolutely loving what they're seeing. Eddie Howe um, is the toast of Newcastle uh, for the way that he's um, he's got the team playing. And um, Al Moron scored uh, the, the, the last goal in the 60, uh, 67th minute. And it was just a peach, absolute mm. peach. Opened his body out, picked out the top uh, top part corner, and uh, a great finish. But the it, it's great to see a club like Newcastle um, getting results, playing the way they're playing because it's a massive club, massive club, and it, it hasn't got the headlines, uh, the right headlines uh, over the well for a long time. Um, but the way they're playing now is is just phenomenal. Now Mossy back home, VAR grabbing some headlines yet again. 
Oh, Bulldog. I, I didn't want to put this in the, the talk this morning, but I've got no choice because uh, it really is. It's uh, Something has to be done. Um, I'm going to jump up on the soapbox for 60 seconds because um, because it has to be discussed. And, and, and more so than discussed, something, some action must be taken because it is ruining our game. It's ruining the spectacle. Um, when VAR decisions are just plain wrong, um, it's not working. And if you look at this weekend, we can talk about last weekend, you know, the Ibasuki red card, Adelaide against Sydney, that was overturned was during the week, but yeah, you joke, can overturn yeah. a red card. But Too late but by then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Exactly. And who knows? Adelaide may have won with 11. Sydney FC uh, may have won with, uh, if, if they played 11 the 11. Sometimes it's harder to play against 10 men than it is 11. Um, but anyway, that was, that, that was last weekend. Yesterday, Brisbane-Melbourne victory. Jordan Holmes' decision there. Look, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to the referees on that one because he did come outside the box and take out uh, D'Agostino. Um, I was commentating that one, and at the time I said, look, I can understand that by the letter of the law. Um, but then you go to Central Coast, West United, top of Stanley red carded. Never in, in, in my book was that a red card. Uh, the Cummings goal, it was disallowed for a second ball on the pitch that had nothing to do with the, the play. Um, that goal should have stood you go to MacArthur Sydney FC, the penalty, um, Matt Miller on uh, on Robert Mack, never a penalty, not in a million years. Aspropotamides, the red card, I don't think it was ever a red card. There was far too much space between the tackle and the goal for it to be an obvious goal-scoring opportunity. So uh, something has to be done because it's turning fans away. Mm, exactly. Back on the pitch, Sydney FC 3, MacArthur 2, um, Central Coast Mariners 4, Western United 2, and the Wanderers 2, Newcastle Jets 0. Yeah, that's right. Let's go to the uh, the other Sydney derby, if you like, MacArthur, Sydney FC. And, of course, Sir Alex Ferguson was in the house during the week. He uh, wasn't at the game, as, as far as I know. He's, he's here for the Melbourne Cup. Uh, mad uh, mad um, uh, punter. He was at Rose Hill Alex. yesterday, yeah. Oh, he was at Rose Hill, there yeah. you go, and probably headed down to Melbourne, I'd say, uh, today for Tuesday's big race. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Sydney FC had to face into that because that would have given MacArthur a big lift going into this game, just having Sir Alex in the, uh, at training the other day. But um, they did well, Steve Corica's men. They really did um, to, to get the points away because MacArthur have been playing some good football. They're the cup holders, of course, as well, uh, pre-season. But a big, big three points with uh, Pat Wood, Robert Mack again, so impressive on the score sheet again. And young Segacic came off the bench to score in the 84th minute, uh, which proved to be the winner in the end. Um, the Central Coast Mariners, Western United. This was interesting. Western United 2-0 up um, and then had Topor Stanley sent off uh, in the 48th minute. And as I said, uh, you know, a decision I, I disagree with. Um, but Central Coast made them pay big time. Uh, Cummings on the score sheet and Kalolo. Uh, young Farrell and uh, Ayongo getting the uh, getting the four goals to really put Western United to the sword on the coast. Mm. Hey Mossy, can you help us get a bit of a bank for Cup Day? What's your multi? <laughs> um, let, let's go. Uh, we're talking football multi. I'm, yes. I'm assuming. Yeah. That, yeah for Cup Day, but <laughs> uh, you got a tip for the Cup as well, have you? <laughs> Not yet. Okay. Yeah, all right. I keep my powder dry on that one. But, no worries. Uh, yeah. Until close to the day, but. Um, we're going to go A-League into EPL, as always. Uh, Adelaide to get over Perth Glory. Melbourne City to get over Wellington. Um, I'll be on the microphone for that one for Paramount+. Plus. 
um, Arsenal to beat Forest and Manchester United to beat West Ham, paying around the $5 mark, I think. Terrific. Hey, Phil, appreciate as always on a Sunday morning. We'll talk next week. Enjoy Cup Week, guys. Take care. Good on you. There's Phil Moss talking the world of football. Here's the news.